Yes, we're holding in Perich of Shmuel. We're learning a David, really rebuked to Abner, but what's implied is really a rebuke to Shaul. He tells Abner, why didn't you protect him? The king, look what I could have done to him. And the message for Shaul is very clear, and that is that this could have, Shaul understand that this could have been a way to kill you, and they didn't do that. So you see that none of your, I'm not intending to harm you, and therefore your, the fact that you're chasing me is unjustified. And like we said, Shaul was forced to admit again and again that he was wrong. That's the old father of the Kapara, for he didn't admit the first time. So you're holding in Pasuk first. Vayan David, Vayoymer. So David responds and he says, Hinei Chanis HaMelech. I have, like he showed him, I have the spear of the king. In other words, David says to Shaul, let one of your servants come and come to Mount Moab. I'll let him take it. In other words, there's three passages to come and get it back again. Uh, and that is a side point, but what he wants to say is, Hashem repays people. Both the tzidkoseh, the good things they do, the righteousness that they have, and the fact that they're reliable, the fact that they're honest, they're trustworthy. And therefore, what he's trying to say with that is, Hashem today gave you into my hands, which means I was able to attack him, but I didn't want to. So there was always David's uh, argument not to attack Shaul because he's a Mashiach Hashem. So he says, Hashem should, uh, he, in other words, there's a certain implication in the Postdoc that I don't trust Shaul is going to repay me for the fact that I saved his life. So Hashem should repay me. Hashem should be the one to pay me back for the, the, what I did, which was right. And that I didn't, uh, that I was. I did the right thing, and I was reliable that I didn't uh, give it the temptation to kill him. And therefore, he says, uh, I'm not asking you, Shal, to be the one to to protect me or to reward me, but rather, I'm just like I considered your your life to be important to me, and that's why I didn't punish you. Cain thinks I'll have to be in Hashem. The same thing Hashem should do the same for me, and that He should consider it important in Hashem's eyes to, to save me, but it's then He calls her. And He should save me from any kind of harm. And that is, once again, it's a Muslim to Shaul. The previous time David asked Shaul that he should see it as something which uh, that David wasn't wanting to harm him, and, and he should, so to speak, understand not to attack David. Yeah, David doesn't even ask Shaul. He says, I'm asking Hashem. Hashem saw I did the right thing, and Hashem saw that I didn't, uh, I didn't harm you when I could have, so Hashem should repay me, Hashem should look after me. And just like the first time, we, we didn't, so to speak, directly accuse Shaul, he, he spoke via Abner, but the message was clear, and that is that, you see I could have killed Shaul, and something here, you don't ask me Shaul for any favors, he says, Hashem should look after me. And Shaul's response to him is Shaul David, you should be blessed, my son David. Why? Because Nashal realizes, like he said himself before, that there was a potential that David could have harmed him or killed him. And he says, You should be blessed, you didn't do that. And you should do, also Taisa, what you want to do, you should do. What you want to achieve, you should be able to achieve. And that's Nashal, uh, again, at this stage, feels remorse. And therefore, he gives up once again the chase of David. The same as it said the previous time, 
that Shalru turns home again and David continues on his journey. He also doesn't trust Shal that he's going to um, that, he, that he's going to really keep to his word. So Sonak David returns to the city because of that. Shal's Shal is closer to when David goes back to where he's wandering from. And uh, the incident ends that uh, David gets uh, David gets saved. Again, the nice the nice happened was that that Hashem enabled him to go into Shaul's camp while everyone was sleeping, and no one noticed him, and that's he's able to prove to Shaul once again that he wasn't an enemy. Okay, so that's uh, the meeting of the second time when this kind of showdown happens between David and Shaul. But uh, David himself realizes that he can't trust Shaul, and therefore, next paragraph, Baruch Hashem, these times were successful, but there will be the time that he will be caught by Shaul, and if that's the case, so then it's not worth risking you know, when that's going to happen. And therefore, he thinks any time, anything which will be good for me is ki himalet, himalet, I'm going to run away from it to Shaul, I'm going to leave it to Shaul, and when I do that, then Shaul will be misyash, will give up on me because I'm no longer in his territory where he's able to get to me. He'll give up the Vakshani over Chalkul Yisrael. You will get up and looking for me within the borders of Israel because uh, I won't be I won't be able to, accessible to him. But the matter to me And that will be saved from his hand. So this is what David already said in the previous prayer that he's going to do. That he said that the people who always uh, says we're inciting you against me have chased me out of Israel. What David meant was I'm not going to be able to remain in Israel. I'm going to have to go look for security somewhere else. And that's exactly what David decided to do now. Now, why he went there as Pishtim is a bit of a mystery to us, because the Pishtim were his enemies, and he'd already been there before. And we know that Hashem had to do a nice to uh, to save him from the Pishtim the previous time. So why is David thinking that it's safe of him to go back to the sworn enemies of Klai Israel as a way to escape Shah? Now, were there no other options open to him? There were other neighbors that the Jewish people had too. The only question is, was David afraid that those people would be and they're disloyal, and maybe they themselves would turn against him, or maybe they themselves would try and kill him. So where would David feel that he's that like it's Israel's like you know his neighbor countries weren't necessarily our friends. He fought with Moab, he fought with Ammon, he fought with Aram, he fought with Mitzrayim. There are many other enemies surrounding Israel. So the question is, where would David feel as a safer place for him to go to than Israel itself? Israel wasn't he held wasn't safe long term because there's still the possibility or the threat of Shaul catching up with him. So he's trying to think what the other options are, and it's interesting, he comes back, back to specifically Aris Pleshti. And he said previously, he needs an explanation of why did he think that would be a safe option. So we'll see. But Yaakov David, who, as the David gets up and he travels here, and the 600 people with him, El Achish, Exactly the same person went to the previous time. Achish, the king of Gas. So the previous time, Achish wasn't sure it was David, and David put in an act of lunacy to, for Achish to assume it wasn't David to chase him away. Why? Because if it would have been David, then Achish would have wanted to kill him. Uh, David was the one who did tremendous damage to the Philistine. He killed Goliath, their general, he a number of times went to war against him, so of course they wouldn't have been happy to see David. And uh, like we said, Hashem already saved him from Achish Melech Gas. So the, again, the question is, 
He's returning back to the lion's den again. So the Farshim asked the question, and the simple answer is, what the Radak says, and that is, David didn't come by himself this time. He came with an army of 600 people. Mm-hmm. So therefore David felt that the, if, if Achish is going to try and fight, I'm going to protect myself. If Achish is, trying, is, is willing to accept that we're coming as friends, then, uh, then I'm happy to be, so to speak, be on good terms with him. But there are enough people that, if necessary, we're willing to fight. Now, this would be an advantage, because when it comes to Shalomir, David's hands were tied. Like he says many times, I'm not going to fight him. I'm not going to fight him, I'm not going to attack him. So therefore, David thinks I'm just sitting back. If I'm not going to attack, I'm just waiting to be attacked. So that eventually he's going to catch me. Whereas when he goes now to Achish, so David doesn't mind fighting Achish if he has to. He doesn't think Achish is the Mashiach Hashem. And if that's the case, now he's going with both options open to him. If he's going to treat me like a friend, then I'm happy to, you know, I'm happy to be in peaceful terms. But if he's going to try and attack me, I, I can defend myself. I have it on me. Shaul was Shaul, it wasn't an option. Because Mashal David didn't want to fight. He didn't want to kill other Jews, he didn't want to kill Mashal. Whereas when it comes to Achish, then David was, was willing to fight if necessary. Yeah. It's kind of distressing. We just finished the Perek where. Okay, so David, therefore, according to Radak, explains that um, this time he had so many people with him, he felt more, he felt more willing, more secure to approach Achish and identify himself. And you see that we don't, we aren't told what Achish's response was. Achish doesn't say anything. But what happened is David stayed in Achish's place. So obviously Achish was willing to swallow the fact that David was there and wasn't going to do anything to him. And then what is the Apostle Gimel? David stays in Gas, the city of Achish, with him. Each person in his house. Um, and David also had his two wives with him, which are Achinayim and Abigail. Why is it important to tell us that? So here we see something which never happened before. And that is, well, the whole time David was wandering around the mountains of En Gedi and the wilderness of the Negev and all the other places David was hiding, it wasn't like he was in a normal home. They were hiding wherever they could hide as fugitives. And now he comes to Achish, and he lives in the city. Gas is the city. He lived with Gas, and everyone had their own house, Israel Beisai. And there was a certain sense of peace. And now we're in a safe place. We know they weren't scared of being chased. They weren't like, trying to hide out in nowhere. They were, they were, they settled, so to speak. And it says here, each one was his family. They were no longer, obviously, when they were in, in at war or when they were running. So the soldiers all slept together to protect each other. But here, when they were no longer felt threatened, so each one could live in their own home. With their own family, there was no there was no immediate threat to them. So obviously, Achish was willing to accept and not not harm David. Was it as a sign of because he was scared of David? Was it because uh, he he thought that if David's with us, it's better than if David's with them, because this way at least he can't attack us if he's on our side? Or is it because David told him that Shaul's my enemy, like he's your enemy, so I want to work with you against him, which we're going to see was it definitely was part of the implication. What Achish thought David was doing there. Either way around, David felt that he was more secure by Achish than he had been before. And once Shal found out about it, there's no point to chase him anymore. Shal definitely wasn't going to venture into Eretz Bishtim. And now that he's no longer within Shal's reach, so now Shal gives up trying to, trying to hunt him. Now, 
if it's good about your eyes, yitnu limakam ba'achas are hasatim. Ba'ish v'shom, v'lami yeshev avdach avinam v'rachash v'imach. David says to him, if you're willing to give me one of the outlying villages, and I'll move my men there, why should I sit in the capital, the Yerim Amrach, which is the capital city, together with you? In other words, uh, he didn't he didn't want to be in Gas, he didn't want to be next to Achish, but he thought if uh, Achish will give him some, some, some village or some town nearby, then David can live there with his own people without being next to Achish. Um, now, what was the excuse he gave to Achish? Why I don't want to be with you in the main city? I mean, he's trying to be on good terms, Achish. So why would he? Why would he want to? Um, why would he want to? Uh, that kind of ask to go somewhere else. And also, why did David want to go somewhere else? Why wasn't he happy in, in Gas? So the obvious reason is the Pishtim was still Pishtim. They were a corrupt society. And David didn't want his people to be in the middle of whatever the Pishtim were doing, even if they weren't being harmed, but just being together with non-Jews who are doing all kinds of crimes, so he doesn't want to be with that, he doesn't want to be exposed to it. So therefore, if you'd be given some village somewhere in outlying places, we wouldn't be in the thick of Pishti culture and corruption, so that would be much better for him. That's the simple reason. It's also brought down now, you want to see, that David didn't waste his time with the Pishtim. He used it to fight the enemies of Klai Yisrael, and he didn't want Ahsh to know about that. Because that would show that you're still loyal to the best interests of Klai Israel, not to Achish. That's the second reason. And the third reason is that, that uh, which what David told Achish, and that's interesting what's brought in the Mitzvahs, and as he said, that if all my people are in the capital city, so remember then the capital city was like a walled city, and all the produce had to be brought in from, from the farms and the fields outside. So David said, if all the capital city is going to raise the prices. Because since there's only more people that need food, and the mine's going to go up, the price will go up. Whereas if we're living in the farmland, which is not the place where all the food has to be imported to, so the matter is going to it's going to prevent the rise in price. And that would really be something for like a, an attraction for Achish why he would be to it, because like, he won't also be affected by the rising inflation. That's what you asked for. Vahitana Achish and that day Achish came to which means it's interesting. Achish didn't take time to think about it. He didn't say, well, I'll come back, I'll think about it, I'll discuss all the questions that's left. But on the same day, David asked Achish came in Siklag, and that's an amazing thing. In other words, at Siklag remained, so to speak, the Jewish property. It belonged to the Malcha Yehuda. In other words, it wasn't just that Achish, so to speak, let him live there, Achish gave it to him. And as a question, there was a there was the royal uh, investiture that Tiklag is given to David, and that's the case, it became his. And if it's his, then his descendants afterwards, the Malcha Yehuda, maintained the ownership of a Tiklag. And here again, we have the same question as before. And that is, why was Achish so generous? Why was Achish so helpful? He wasn't David's friend. He was an enemy. So what changes suddenly, that he becomes a key to David, is willing to help him, and wanted to give him free land, and wanted to look after him, and protect him. What's, uh, what does what this turn around in Achish? Uh, and even if you're going to say that David wasn't afraid because David had an army, it wouldn't be a reason for Achish to be generous. Maybe Achish, even if Achish felt that I'm forced to host him because I don't want to fight with him, but Achish definitely doesn't have to give him everything. He could have said, no, I'm sorry, I'm not giving you property, whatever the case is. Or let him live there without giving to him as a gift. Whatever the case would be, we see that um, from Achish's point of view, he, he was willing to 
so to speak, make peace with them, and is willing to treat them well. Um, so, what was the what was the reason why we have this major turnaround in in Achish's way of dealing with David What uh, what why so the simple? I mean, again, the starting point always the questions like that. As you know, the rule always when it comes to Leib Melachim. We always have said it before, we'll say it again. Leib Melachim In other words, what, what's done by a king isn't always up to them. Sometimes what's, uh, the way a king acts is via And being as uh, what Hashem wanted was a Chol would be the one to pursue and chase David. Achish wasn't meant to be that person. So then, uh, even though it doesn't make sense to us because Achish should have been an enemy of David. But Akash Brocho says to grant just things, but this way Akash was accepted him and it was very good to him, um, which which maybe David didn't deserve to have to be chased by Akash after everything had been through the show. That's a simple point. There's another option here too, and that's what exp- I mean, we explained it from Hashem's perspective, but there's a way to look at it from Akash's perspective also. And that is, Akash knew that Shaul was chasing David. And the David was running for his life. And the David came to the Eretz Lishtim because he was scared of Shaul. And if that's the case, for Achish could have thought to himself, David's going to turn against the Jewish people. Shaul's used the Jewish army numerous times to try and catch him. And uh, he's eventually decided that I don't want to be part of them anymore. Okay, so fantastic. We have a, a whole army waiting to go. So let's, 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 let's us use them. And let's uh, work, work, work with them against Shaul and against the Jewish people. Now, this Achish's constant principle was what the later on was made famous as dividing and conquer. If you can take over the enemy, a part of them will work with you mm-hmm. against, the, against the common enemy, so then that's a very worthwhile investment. So, Kubi Achish felt that David is going to, and his army of 600 people, is going to join forces with the Plishtim against Shaul. He saw that David considered Shaul his enemy. So, that's okay, it's very good. He's happy to, so to speak, overlook whatever. Bad history there was in the past between him and David because he's hoping that this way they'll be able to work together. Now David has, has turned against Shaul, or now David is, let's say, no longer wanted by in Israel. So David might also feel that he wants to join the campaign of the Plishtim against 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 the Shaul's army. Now that would be the biggest uh, the biggest boost for the Plishtim because every previous campaign against against the Jewish people, David was one who fought them. So now if you've taken their best general away. So then we've shifted the, so to speak, the balance of power. So even though, of course, it's real Hashem, but from Achish's point of view, did it make sense that he was doing very much? And did it make sense to protect David and to try to show friendship also very much? Because that way it would look like he, would, he was hoping that, and like we're actually going to see what happened later, is that when the Christian did go to fight the Jewish people, Achish brings David along. He says, come and fight with me, we're going to fight together. And David went with him. In other words, there was a certain feeling of this is our way to um, to build up our force now together to fight a common enemy, which was Shaul. Obviously, as we're going to see, David and Melech had no intention ever of being disloyal to Klai Yisrael or fight, actually fighting Shaul. He was trying to avoid that. But he was willing to let Achish think that was what he had in mind because that way Achish was willing to protect him. Like I said, so David moves from the amount of time 
that doesn't spend in fishy orange areas, in other words, in Gassan and Tziklag, was Yami Ba'arba Chadashim. Yami, the Rosh Hashanah's days, and four months. So, the, even though it's an unusual way of sort of saying things, we have to say that Yamim here means two days. Four months and two days. Why? Because this all this happened, we you know, like the first ones before, after Shmuel and Avidah. Shmuel died, and after, after that is when all this took place. And we know that the Chodam told us that the amount of time between Shmuel's death and Shmuel's death was approximately four months. And that's okay, so those are the, those are the months that David spent by the Pleshtim, which was, so we can't say Yamim was longer than that because it wasn't longer than that. It was a few days plus the four months. Okay, so now David and his army have settled into Tziklag, which is a town that was given to them by Achish. But what are they going to spend their time doing? So the Pasuk says, Vayah David Vanashov. David and his army went on guerrilla raids, attacking enemy cities. Vayifshet to Al-Ghakshari, Vayagirzi, 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 so they, they attacked all the nomadic tribes which lived south of Israel on the way to Nachum and Shai, which means basically the desert which the Jewish people originally went through. So they went to attack all these various groups of people who lived there. Now, what was David doing that for? Why did what David have against these, these people? Why was he trying to attack them? And then they attacked me, he, just, he, he wiped them out. David and those places when David attacked, he didn't leave any man or any lady alive. And he brought back spoils of the animals, of the clothing, of the um, of the domestic the animals to ride as well, the donkeys and the camels, and he came and he brought them back to Achish. And Achish. Al which really means to wear. You know, it's wear, but to wear that you go in fact that you bring back all these spoils. So David kind of evaded the question and says, "The David, I'll neg of Yehuda, I'll neg of Yerachmeli, but I'll neg of the Kani." South of Yehuda, south of the, these, the people of Yerachmeli, south of the Kani, which really means places which Achish would think were Jewish places near Israel. Very David went south of Israel, which were the Goyish places which he actually attacked. And therefore, he, he wanted Achish to think that he was attacking places in Israel, which would just prove what he saw before that Achish thinks he's now anti Israel, he's now helping me fight against Shaul, and that's why he's being spoiled. Whereas David didn't mean Israel, David went further south of Israel, and he met the people in the Sinai Desert area, which was not Israel. Was it better for him to mislead Achish? Harach is yes. Even though it's also to, to be dishonest, not to, to Achish, to a non-Jew, Allah is the fact that he was completely honest, just he was misunderstood, so he doesn't have to, to volunteer that the person didn't understand from his making a mistake. And therefore he said, I went to the Negev of Yehuda, which was the south of Yehuda, and Achish will let me in places in the south of Yehuda, but really means David means south of Yehuda, which means neighboring places which were not in Yehuda. It's also interesting. That the clothing he brought, what he brought back to Achish, we saw in the past before, was he took animals, donkeys and camels, and clothing. He brought to Achish. And it's an interesting thing that Achish couldn't tell by that where it was from. 
In other words, obviously these people didn't wear such distinctive clothing. They have to see straight away one second. That's not clothing from a Jewish place. That must have been from somewhere else. It must have been that they were similar enough that Akash wouldn't have known that. And therefore, even though the clothing that you got was really from this Gizri or whoever it was, um, you could have been fooled into thinking that they were clothing which were really from wherever they were attacking clients from. David made a point of killing everybody, so there'll be no survivors to inform the police. 100%. But still, it's... Exactly, that's possible. They're travelers coming around. It's going to come to Akash's attention, that part of... That, what, what's really happening. It's going to come, right? It can't be, keep a secret. All these massacres by, by uh, David. It's going to... Uh, I don't hear the fact that. If it's not survivors, it's going to come to... Travelers. Travelers are going to... Travelers will tell me. It's got destroyed. I wonder about it. These are villages of, 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 of the, of the uh, Canaanites, of Malachim. He's going to find out that these are the villages, his own villages. They weren't his people, they weren't Christian. They were places in the desert. But, but he'll see they're not Jewish places that were destroyed. Yeah, but he won't know by who. He won't know by who? Yeah. Even if you can find out that these villages were destroyed. He must suspect it's done. Who else is going to be? Who else? What other raiders are there in that area? Well, we're going to see that on. There were others. There, was, you know, there were even the raiders who came and raided Sikhla, which was David's, David's village. Okay. David had no survivors, even to bring back his slaves, because they would talk. And they would say that what happened was David was the one who captured the village and he was aware of who they really are. And therefore, David would rather be no survivors and no one would be able to, so to speak, uh, inform Achish really who was being killed. And that's what David did the entire time that he was in the state of him, he used the time to help fight the enemies of Klai Yisrael. And that's another point. And that is, even though Klai Yisrael hadn't really defended David or hadn't stood up for him, they had gone pretty much completely after Shaul. Nevertheless, David falls in the Christ to try and help Klai Yisrael by fighting the enemies in the time he's in Tikkun. And now Ahmash believes him when he brings spoil to David, thinking David's fighting places in the Negev, you know, destroying other Jews. So Vayam and Achish for David. Achish trusted David Lehman to say, Avesh Hivish for Amabi Israel, he's fallen out of favor, so to speak. Literally, Hivish is like he's been, his, his connection to Jewish because he's no longer. It's spoiled. Why did he have it? He's going to work with me forever. Achish trusted David was now on his side against the Jewish people, and that's why he's going to run his raids against the Jewish people. And remember, that's why that's what Akash was happy with him, that he felt that he had, so to speak, brought David down to his, the Plishti side, rather than being loyal to, to Israel against him. Fine, that's the, that's the background of what happens as a result of David having to leave Eretz Yisrael. Mm-hmm. That he gets, uh, he gets to Eretz and then he lands up being connected to one of the Jewish people's enemies, which is, which is the Akash, the king of Gaza. If I was Akish, I would have assigned one of my officers to be with uh, David. Students, it's perspective. Like he said himself, he was convinced David was, was, had an interest also in fighting Israel, And therefore, he didn't think that David was really going to help Israel behind his back. It's true, but he's still an enemy. He's still an enemy. He's an enemy, but now it's, we're an enemy with a common enemy. In other words, uh, we're both working against him. And then again, Akash obviously didn't hear the story about how David had, had the opportunity to kill Shaul and turn into Yusuf. 
And therefore he thought that would be only too delighted to help you find the Shogun.